This podcast is part what? of the TPS Radio Sports Podcast Network what? at www.tpsradio.net. WWE Pod, TPS Radio, Mike, James, Extreme, Lesnar. Yes, uh, we didn't have our preview of Extreme Rules, unfortunately. Uh, conflict, scheduling, etc. But we will be having a review of Extreme Rules. We may even have enough to look at TNA. Probably not. I don't really want to, but we might. But Extreme Rules, The Raw, Brock Lesnar, obviously back, Mike. Yes! Yes! So, um, one word, watch, <laughs> pardon? Did you, before you, did you watch Lockdown in the end? I did. I watched half of it and then stopped. <laughs> uh, oh dear. Um, I, know, I know it's really bad of me because I know we both said we'd watch it and review it. I know, I know it's horrible of me, but I watched half of it and then I just never ended up watching the rest of it because I was like, oh, I don't want to. Uh, so uh, you know? I know. I know. It's mean of me, I know. I, 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 I feel mean to you, to TNA fans. I feel mean to Daniel Bryan. Yes! 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 You get the idea with that. But either way, uh, you were saying something about Extreme Rules, were you not? Yeah. Um, one word. Describe it. One word to Extreme Rules? Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be difficult for me. All right. Great! Ah, Frosty. I liked it. I liked it a lot. So did I. I, Indeed, it was cool, wasn't it? I mean, Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus, I thought, basically the three main events were all really good, I thought. That was basically my thinking behind it. Daniel Bryan, I think, got more of a chance to show what he could do. And I don't just mean in reference to an 18-second match. I mean, in general. (laughs) Sheamus performed well. Punk mm. versus Jericho was a spit slow starting again, but delightfully violent. And Lesnar Cena was fucking brutal. I, I liked it. I did too. And I can hear the echo again, Mike. The echo's back. Oh, no, it's oh, gone. Yeah. It's gone. No, it's gone now. It's yeah, gone? Done, yeah, yeah. We apologise for the echo. We don't know why it happens. I know it's happened on a few other podcasts. We will try and stop it happening. But if you... Met, if you hear us talking about an echo, that's what it is. It's the echo of my voice. Maybe we should stop having WW Pod in the cave. That might help. Since we've had to sell the towers, you know, because of financial problems. Uh, Austerity. Been... Oh, yes, exactly. And now I've had to move into this cave. I'm wondering if that's the problem. Problem, problem, problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, 
Right. Have you ever heard that theory that if that a duck's quack has no echo? No. It's a bizarre one. It's, 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 it's one of those kind of old wives' tales. I don't know what old wife starts talking about ducks and echoes. and My old wife doesn't, pretty much because I'm not married. But moving on. Um, I could be married to a duck. Who knows? Beautiful plumage. But basically, if, if, supposedly, if a duck quacks in a cave, there is no echo. But I think eventually they went, that's stupid. It's, it has a noise, therefore there would be an echo, you dork. That's just something for you all to mull over. <laughs> there you go. If you put a duck in the cave... To be honest, if, if I was a duck I was in the cave, I wouldn't be thinking, will I create an echo? I'd be thinking, bollocks. Who the fuck's put me in a cave? And quackers. <laughs> um, Way! <Wait. laughs> okay. Uh, it's like Christmas, but it isn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't really know what to say to that, Mike. Um, well, you know, it's like a Christmas cracker joke, that sort of thing. I see. Speaking of which, we haven't done a proper show for a couple of weeks. How was your Easter? Very good. Can't complain. Enjoyed it. And yours? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, it was kind of, because I'm cat because 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 I'm Catholic. I forget. You're are you are you, are you a bit religious? I can't remember. Um, not as much as you, but I am. If that makes any but sense. I, that's what I thought. I I, I wasn't, but I, I thought that was yes. But yeah. So for us, it's like it's like a sort of a mini Christmas too, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So so it's like a lot of us around a table. We we had a turkey again. We exchanged eggs. It was all lovely. I got a Mister Potato Head Easter egg. Oh. How cool is that? I've not, eaten, I've not even eaten it yet because I've been sort of building up to it in a weird way, you know what I mean? Through the other eggs and chocolate treats that you get. So I've, so I've got this Mr. Potato Head egg and uh, there's this sachet of... Well, it's, well, it's actually like... A, it's, it's a little sachet with like a block of chocolate in it. And if you put it in between your hands, it instantly, almost instantly melts and you can use that as like glue for all of like the face and the arms and the ears and stuff. That's all right. How cool is that? Not bad at all. Um, oh, sure. no. I must use that. I must use that. Oh, in other news, before yep. we talk about wrestling, there's been a drastic change in my appearance. You've had a haircut? Yes, I had a huge haircut. A huge you know, haircut? How huge? Uh, it's about your length. Mother bloody hell. I know. So, so, so you, you've gone from Triple H to John Cena? I have gone from Triple H to Shelton Benjamin, my friend. Well, not quite that much, no. But yeah, I've got I've got from Triple H to Cena basically, made more than Lesnar. But yeah. Oh well, oh, oh, yeah. Well, I've always thought Lesnar's got a bad haircut. There's something about Lesnar. He's um, he's so good in the ring, obviously, and so brutal as we discovered the other night. But yeah, his his hair—it's kind of a buzz cut, I think they call it, uh, uh, sort of thing. Yeah, but you're not a fan of the Lesnar hair? No. Mm. Well, that's handy because he's here tonight. Brock, how are you? <laughs> You okay, Brock? Brock Brock Lesnar is mutated into a Wookiee. You okay, Brock? Oh dear. Go go get your haircut. Okay. (laughs) Well, before before we get on to uh, Raw, let's um, let's be talking about WWE Extreme Rules. Um, We didn't really preview it. Going into it, were you excited? Going into it, I, to be honest, I wasn't that excited going in because I thought 
it's you know I've mind about this before where Extreme Rules is basically backlash. Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that WrestleMania is where all these huge feuds are decided, unless you're Ken and Randy Orton, in which case it starts. It's where all these huge feuds are decided, and then they repeat all the matches again. So going into it, I wasn't. I was excited about Lesnar Cena. I was really into that. But that was the only match I was that bothered by. See, I was looking forward to all the three main matches, uh, the, and okay. the Lesnar Cena, and the two title matches. And I, I do, I, I believe, really, we're looking back at it, um, both title matches had a better match at Extreme Rules than they did WrestleMania. Obviously, yeah. the Brian one, but even the Jericho Punk one, I thought was better. I, I think so too. Yeah, I mean. It, I was a bit worried when the match started if it would be a similar sort of thing again. Although this match obviously started out a bit more physical and in the end was just delightfully violent. Which says, you know, I love that stuff. Dare you say it, so it that... should have been the match. That should have been the match of WrestleMania in hindsight. I don't know because I, I watched Jericho Punk a second time and I enjoyed it a lot more. Ah, so, that's true. Yeah, because I think the crowd really helped kill that match. Yeah, yeah, they were dead silent, weren't they? Sort of thing. No, no pun intended. said killed, but yeah, it was that sort of thing. But to be honest, this match was better than their Mania match by a bit. But at the same time, a bit of me thinks it, this will sound strange. But if we sit here and say, "Oh, they should have done that at Mania," quality-wise. I think they kind of poos on what they did the other night. You know what I mean? I know it's a bit of a, a, bit of a silly point, but... Yeah, you know I, mean? I, I do know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, I was just happy that it was a good show. I mean, we had... Let's see. So, as as you mentioned, we had... What was the first match? Wasn't it... It was... What was it? Oh, was it Alton Kane? That's right. All, I mean, Alton Kane was a bit difficult for me to watch. Yes. I, yes. yes, I don't mean because it was really bad. I mean because my uncle was round. And I, I, I adore my uncle, but he's the loudest fucking talker on earth. Ah. He's a fabulous man. I love him to death, but never try and watch TV when he's there. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you met, have you met my uncle? No. Oh, fair enough. You might one day. You, I you'll, might. Meet, you'll meet him by 30th. Ah, well, there you go. By the way, uh, everyone who's well, who's listening, you're all welcome. Content is off for two and a half years, but you're all welcome to my 30th. <laughs> Email us at www.podcast.gmail.com for the details. Excellent. Mm. Right. So, let's, go on. Um, I was going to say, let's get into the, the first few matches. Uh, Extreme Rules. Yep. I've got them up here. First match, obviously, um, was Randy Orton defeating Kane in a forge count anywhere match. Kind of glad this was the opener. Got it over and done with. Indeed. Uh, it's as good as this match is going to be. I, I think both Kane's feud this year have been absolutely rubbish, and hopefully this is the end of that feud. You really disliked the, the Kane Cena thing, didn't you? Yeah, and this has just been just as bad. I mean, you had, to be honest, uh, a, a match at WrestleMania that was better than I thought it was going to be, but I still feel, yeah. in hindsight, kind of had no place at WrestleMania. And I'm much, you, you know that match? It was just, uh, we yes, need Randy indeed. Orton, we will use Kane, let's put them in a match. It was, uh, no, it was just a bit silly, really. It pretty, that sums up pretty well, really. I mean, they didn't know where else to put Orton, and, they, and, and, and they're still trying to shove Kane down our throats as, oh, he's still really good. And although I'm not saying he isn't, he's still all right in the ring. 
not as good as he used to be, but he's still alright in the ring. I just find myself not really caring much about Kane. Yeah, he's average. He's there's, he's nothing to write home about. And well, I, I mean, I mean, let's if if you're grading this matches on stars, Mike, how many stars out of five? Orton Kane. Yeah, I can't remember. I'm going <laughs> to give it uh, two. There we go. We've got a review. Two stars. Two stars. One, now, one of one of us was paying attention while it was on. Good. Yes, uh, I'm going from that one. We've also I'm not doing it in any particular order. But okay. possibly in order of relevance, I don't know. Um, Brodus yeah. Clay defeating Dolph Ziggler. Oh yeah, I. I would Dolph have... Zig- poor Dolph Ziggler. Well, yeah, and I think it sums out as basically one that used Jack Swagger. Yeah, that would have made more sense. It made a lot more. Oh, I mean, it because it was a match that nobody was expecting because it or wasn't wanted, on the top, really or, want, or wanted. You could have put in anyone. Oh, yeah, anyone JTG. Exactly, like on Raw. You could have stuck in JTG. That would have been fine, and you'd have loved that. I know. Why? <laughs> it, Why? it just seems... Why? It's so random. I mean, as you say, JTG could have done it. Uh, Swagger would have made a lot more sense as well, because Dolph Ziggler is, I just think, more of a natural... Swagger's a great wrestler, all right? I think Ziggler is a great wrestler too, but Ziggler just has more of a star quality to him, I think. He's... Uh, I feel that they're wasting him by doing that. I do too. I and mean, it, I, they're, 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 they're misifying him. He'll become another Miz. Yeah. As in, as in, I think it's going to take a long time to repair Miz. Who I've heard off the cuff now is going to be the uh, star of the new WWE film, The Marine. Oh, another one of those. Oh dear. Well, I've never, I've not seen the first two. Are they bad? They're all right, but you have a wrestling company and you are a wrestling company, WWE, doing movies again. And well, I, I, everyone knows how I feel about that. You've made no secrets of this, indeed. I am totally indifferent because I've never seen any of them. Although it does cross my. I listened to one of our old shows the other day. Oh yeah. And it crossed, and I said something in that that I think still resonates true. Why not? It, it, why not just put that money into scouting scouting talent? I can. You know what? I couldn't have, couldn't have done it better. Yeah, I mean they've got a great. It crop, it's, yeah, I mean they've got a great crop of wrestlers right now. I'm not denying that at all. But but you know people talk. But apparently, apparently I read the other day FCW right mm-hmm. is having a big revamp. Yeah. Which is never a good sign. But no. could, could you not, uh, yeah, because it's only been around a couple of years, but could you not put more money into those, into those, you know, training facilities and everything, or into more talent scouts, or into blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I just think there's better ways you could spend that money. Yes, there is. There is better ways. It's a fact, and, and it's a waste of time. I mean, going off the extreme walls, they had their shareholders um, meeting. Yes. And uh, basically, okay. Vince McMahon was basically saying, well, he said, there's three, apparently he said, there's three things that are inevitable in life. Uh, uh, death, taxes, and the fact that this company will be in a better position than it was than it, than it is now next year, or something like that. Um, it, really? and, uh, yeah, and they blamed the movie division as well for... 
on their finances. Why don't they just stop it? It hasn't worked. They've, I think the original plan for them making movies, so, so I understand, is they feel that in a movie they can make a star. As in like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, John Cena already was a star. I don't think the Marine hurt him. I don't really think it made it any bigger. And the Marine and the Marine 2 are the only two movies they've made that have actually made money. The Marine Seriously? 2 came out on DVD, straight to DVD, and, and based on those sales, and I think it was a lot lower budget, yeah. Or as far as I know, I could be wrong, all the other movies have not made money, which I can only assume uh, if they didn't break even, they'd lost money. See, I... Thoughts. I mean, if I'm, you may know more about this than I, but I thought they all made money, just not a lot, you know? That's, yeah, but, well, there you go. Uh, am I wrong? Have, have, so, have a, is it only the Marine franchise, for lack of a better term, that's made money? Um, apparently so. Uh, but ah. doesn't that show you something? I mean, it's basically a case of, I'm sure WWE, this is how odd. I'm sure they're doing it with the best intentions. But what I mean is, if you've got... As you say, a film can only make a star if the film, and this is sounding a bit odd, is going to be a bigger entity than the star already is, if this makes any sense at all. And I reckon that your average guy on the street has heard of John... More than have heard of John Cena as a wrestler then go, oh, he's the guy from 12 Rounds. Sounds you about know? right. Yeah, completely. Agree. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. It's like, it's like, I don't, I mean, obviously films potentially have a wider market, but most people who go and see WWE films are already WWE fans. Yes. And... If you go and see, if you're a non-wrestling person who goes to see, say, Bending the Rules, the one with Edge that they brought out, you, you'll be going to see it because you used to be into Edge. So you only go, I don't think, I think the star makes the film. I don't think a film makes a WWE star at all. I mean, it did nothing for Ted DiBiase. No, and it would be nothing for The Miz. And let's be honest, The Miz... I've always said it. He's the least likely hard man going. Um, the, a marine, really, really, Mike. <laughs> I mean, there are a couple of people like I don't know Lesnar or Ryback who look tougher. I grant you, but I, 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 I you see, I, you, you seem to think that the Miz is like. I don't think that he is this little weakling kind of thing. In ter- next to the others. But I just don't see the point where, I mean, if, if, he's, if he at the moment needs to be rebuilt, how is it going to help him at all by taking him off TV for three months to film a film? Well, he might be in Raw. He might be on the TV, just not the house shows. Um, having said that, I do think taking him off TV uh, for three months will probably help his character. And if he came back and had like a nice winning streak or something. But why can't they just do that now? Just start him on a winning streak now. He did well on Raw. Yeah, but he lost. He lost against Santino uh, on the. There was a like on live on Facebook uh, match, a, a yes. prelim match, didn't he, for the US? Yeah, and it was just like, oh dear. Um, uh, it's pretty weird that it was that I got. It was pretty weird. I thought about this because Extreme Rules. You know, we did commentary for Extreme Rules last year. Yep. I was listening to that on the train and coming back from a band rehearsal the other night. Okay. And um, 
we were commentating on John Cena versus John Morrison versus The Miz as world champion. Ooh. Twelve months later, exactly the same pay-per-view, he's failing to win the US title on what is essentially heat. Yes, and John Morrison's gone. And Morrison's gone? Yes. Oh, we're career killers, we are. <laughs> Commentator's curse, yeah. So, yeah. anyway, move, moving on from that, um, yeah. Uh, Ryback defeating local athletes. Yes, one of which... Oh, Goldberg, so- as the crowd kept chanting. Yes, they loved that, didn't they? They were chanting Goldberg to the rooftop, yeah. Um, oh, dear. Oh, dear? <laughs> yes, it's the only thing I can say to that. Why, what, you mean to the Goldberg chanting or to Ryback? Are you not a fan? Um, no, I think it looks good. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's going to be, the crowd are going to chant that on his, on his entrance, you know, it's just going to yeah. be a bit interesting. And I uh, hope, you know, it's the uh, standard, he's going to beat loads of people, uh, be undefeated and face someone for the championship at the pay-per-view. Probably. My, own, my only concern about, about, about Ryback and Extreme Rules was firstly, one of those two local athletes... Mm-hmm. Was so skinny. Yes, it was like Ryback was wrestling Kate Moss for a slice of bacon. <laughs> it was. He he was so small. I mean, my God! I mean, it was like ridiculously tiny for a wrestler. That sort of thing. He looked quite skinny for a normal bloke, let alone a wrestler. And to us, Ryback, although he looks good, it's shit name. Well, I think. It's- what would you call him? Terrible... Sorry? What would you call him? Barry. Berg Gold. Uh, Barry. Berg Gold. Yeah. <laughs> you'd, you'd call him Barry. I'd call him Barry, yeah. Okay. After my dad. Ah, oh, very good. Yeah, the thing is, Ryback, they call him Ryback because when they first picked him up six years ago in Tough Enough, and mm. you may have already worked this out, his name was Silverback Ryan Reed. Hence uh, Rye, hence Rye back. As a, yeah, so it's kind of uh, it's it's a kind of bizarre amalgamation of other words, one of which being his name. But I I don't really see why. Why back? Why back? There you go. Uh, How many stars would you give this match? I'm going to give it one, and the Brodus Clay. I'm going to give one as well. Agreed. The Ryback, the Ryback match, I will, I will give a couple of stars. Ah, he's giving two. Because Ryback looked good, but quite frankly, it was so short, and the other guys were so shit. There's not enough for anything else. There you star go. Wise. <laughs> star wise. Star wise. Um, Layla defeating Nikki Bella as the new Divas was- champion. Pissed me off. Annoyed me. The the the, the rumours were that Karma was going to come back. Oh yeah. Um, now, whether it's because WWE found out that the rumours, you know, the rumours were correct and Karma's going to come back and they swerved the fans. Well, t- I don't know, but to be honest, it's kind of one of the things where we can't judge them on rumours, surely. Okay, but then later coming back, and I'll be honest with you, no one in the arena <laughs> gave a crap. Well, they were probably expecting Karma or China or someone like that. So that's the thing. I, I think it's good to have her back. You know? I don't think it makes a difference, personally. Um, one star yeah. match as well. Nothing special. I'll give oh, it two. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it two. I can't give it... I can't, you know... I'll give it two stars. 
He's on a tirade tonight, folks. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. It was a fantastic pay-per-view. Um, and I didn't have anything wrong with Brody's clay coming out. I enjoy it. And with the dancing. It's a shame he defeated yeah. Dolph Ziggler. I didn't have anything wrong with, with, with Ryback. But as when you look at them as matches, let's be honest, Mike, when you, you know, if you bought the DVD, you would be skipping those matches, wouldn't you? That's a very good point, actually. Even the Kane one, um, I'd be skipping. I never thought of that. That's a good point. Oh, well, when you put it like that, maybe you're right. Um, Cody Rhodes, defeat uh, of the new Intercontinental Champion against the Big Show, I thought was an interesting match. I didn't think... I thought that was about as good as you're going to get, and it was an interesting finish. I didn't mind the finish. I thought it was quite ingenious. And uh, it potentially sets up another, another match to the next pay-per-view for these two as well. I thought it was quite funny. Yes. Because, to be honest... I'm sure it was it, it. It was probably intentional. I'm sure it was. It was. Yeah, probably, probably was. Yeah, but it was, it, I just found it quite funny, mainly because I dislike the Big Show. <laughs> I know it's cruel, but my, I found it quite funny that he just stepped back after. Well, that he they had a drop kick to the knee. Went <laughs> oh bollocks! So, <laughs> he did. He did have that. Oh no! Look in his face, didn't he? That what face, sorry? Oh, no, look on his face. They're kind of like, oh, you know, goofy big giant makes a mistake again, look. Oh, what a knucklehead. Yes. yes. I never saw that one either. No. But yeah, it's, it's going, I'm the chaperone. But yeah, it was, It was I, again, I think this was, I thought this Chaperone's match... Triple H, Mike. Chaperone's Triple H. Oh, and I, I know, I know. Okay, okay. Yeah, carry on. on. Uh, no, the, the echo's back, Mike. No, it's not, it's gone. Really? It go, every, no, it's back. No, it's ah, ah, ah. It's, it, anyway, uh, sorry, I do ap- apologies. Um, how many stars would really you give this match? And it was quite short again, wasn't it? Yes. That's the problem. I, 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 I can't. Again, I don't want to give it many stars. It was too short to be good in my head. So you're going to give it? I mean, for me, the stars are basically three stars and over. I'd watch the match again. You know, I, I, I'd okay. probably watch that. Four stars and over, I definitely will. Yes, and five stars, ding, you know. Yes. Ding. 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 <laughs> I'm going to get, well, I think two to you anyway, because it was a, it was better than the Ryback White stuff and the Broads Clay stuff. True. And True. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've got to give the women's match just a one star, because if I give this one two, it was so much better than the Steven's match, including the ending. Um, so maybe there you we, go. Maybe we should give it two and a half, because it was funny. Nope. Because there's oh. one reason why I won't do half. Why is that? Really, like two and three quarters. I'm sorry, mate. If you're going to do half points, you might as well make it out of ten stars. All right, fine. Oh, oh, well, in that case, I'm going to give it three. Really? Because I found it funny. Because <laughs> you found it funny. And we'll be watching yes. it again. Okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Seamus defeating Daniel Bryan in a two out of three falls match. This was initially the first match I saw because I ended up in a slightly bizarre way watching the last two hours and then the first hour. Oh dear, that, <laughs> you, you definitely did that the wrong way around, didn't you? In terms didn't of match I quality, know. yeah. I did, yes. But so I joined this match about two minutes into it, and I was hooked, sort of thing. I, I was, I, yeah, I was watching it. I was like. Daniel Bryan looked really good. Sheamus was working hard. I thought it was a very good match. I was a bit disappointed that Daniel... I was hoping Bryan would win, personally, uh, just because how well he did in the match. 
I wanted Brian to win. I'm obviously he's the number one contender now against CM Punk, which is a fantastic. Yes, <laughs> yes, and so on. Um, yeah, but I do think WWE is making a bit of a mistake. Sheamus is a bit of a no-go now, I think, in terms of uh, and WWE they've only got themselves to blame. And what they're not doing is they fail to realise Daniel Bryan is obviously way over as a heel, yeah, face, whatever. People like him. People cheer him. People want to see him. I I think they could be wrong in not making him a champion. Like, no. you know, we've seen it, we've seen it happen to Samara Joe and Jeff Hardy and just run with yeah. it. He's over. They ran with Batista, look what happened. They ran with Stoke Cold at the end, look what happened. They they, they seem to think, nope, we've got our storyline and we're sticking to it. No matter what the fan, you know, the fans are saying, make this guy yes. a champion, essentially. Yeah, the fans are saying, yeah, aren't they, but really? They, but, 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 in, but surely you could argue that they are running with it, they're making him number one contender to the bigger belts. Which will be interesting, yeah. And uh, to be fair, Mike, you got a very good point. Um, It'd be interesting. I think CM Punk is going to win, probably uh, over the limit. But it will be very. It'll be. An, it'll be interesting. And I, I, let's be honest. Um, high hopes for that match. Me too. Uh, this one, I'd definitely give four stars. A fantastic match. I like the way Danny Bryan got himself intentionally disqualified. Yeah, that was cool. It, it was cool. I've seen it before, but it was still good. I, know, I mean, Sheamus. Um, it was a back and forth crowd, wasn't it? Um, more Bryan fans and Sheamus fans, I'd say. Yeah, I go with that. I mean, he had yes chance and he had no chance, which is interesting. Indeed. Yeah, that was fun, man. That was fun. Yes! No! Yeah. (laughs) Which was good, but brilliant, brilliant match. It was very good, yes. Followed up by a match I think that was just as good. CM Punk defeating Chris Jericho in the Chicago Street Fight. I actually thought Jericho was going to win this. I was unsure. Personally, I was unsure. I was a bit, was a bit too and fro. Um, but a really good match. It started off strong, I think, uh, ish. In, well, you know, it did start off strong in the end after the initial first couple of minutes. It had, it kind of lulled in the middle, and then it had a very strong finish. I did like seeing Punk's sister slapping Joker in the face, though. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. That's always nice. It, it, it is, and this I'd probably give this match five stars for me. What about wow, you, Mike? Five. Oh, that's oh god. It's. I don't know whether to give it four or five, and this is bearing in mind uh, other stuff still to come. If you see what I mean, uh, four or five. I think I'll. I think I will just stick with the four. Just stick with the four. Okay. But only just. Uh, but I'm finding it very hard. I'm. I'm wrestling with myself as we speak to uh, in terms of whether it should be four or five. That's any of that's whether it should be four or five. I'm really uh, not sure. wrestling with yourself on a wrestling podcast. I see. Yeah. I see. Mm. So here we go. So yes, the main event, Mike. The main event. Brock Lesnar, John Cena. I thought Brock Lesnar was going to destroy Brock Cena. Was going Brock Cena was going to destroy John Cena going in, going in. Did you? Yes, I did. I mean, we mentioned it. I thought, yeah, he's going to win. And, and to be honest, uh, as the match began, I thought, okay, it's going to last about 10 minutes, if that, you know? I didn't, I still don't completely understand why they gave Cena the win. Right, I've heard. Go on. Once again, rumours, unconfirmed. Yeah. That 
they gave John Cena the win because obviously John Cena is their guy. Brock yeah. Lesnar is an outsider. They've got this con, you know, they've obviously got a contract with him, and they wanted to make John Cena look strong. I do wonder in the back of their minds, Brock Lesnar is allegedly a bit of a diva, you know, backstage. Right. This is all okay. allegedly. And that they thought, okay, at least then, if if Brock Lesnar decides to go, we've we've actually had the money match, John Cena beating Brock Lesnar, as well. Okay, I can understand. I can understand that theory as that thinking. Yep. But I do think if you were going to do this match and have the payoff of John Cena winning, I do think it would have been a lot better waiting till about July and build this match up for SummerSlam. I, I thought the same thing. Because you're going to get more buys, aren't you? Do you reckon? But do you reckon they're going to go with the rather interesting Triple H Lesnar for SummerSlam? Uh, I do think now, yes. That doesn't intrigue me as much as the John Cena Brock Lesnar match did, though. Well, it does intrigue me partly because I just didn't think of it. Yeah, and I don't think they've ever had a match on pay per view. No, I don't think so either. They've had a match before, a triple threat with The Rock, Triple H and John Cena in Australia for the Australian tour in 2002. Oh, yeah? Yes. Uh, the Rock won that one. Um, Hang on, so who was in it? Triple H, Brock Rock, Lesnar and The Rock. Oh, I see. Um, but yeah, but they've never had a one-on-one match that I know of. It, so it's going to be interesting, isn't it? And uh, Very. When I, 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 I'm not, I reckon it'll be a good match. But I'm not. But because I prefer John Cena to Triple H, and I like Lesnar, obviously I, I like Lesnar. I don't know if I will care quite as much about who wins. If you see what I mean. Agreed. Agreed, indeed. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, big, I'm not a big fan of John Cena. No, not John Cena. Sorry, Brock Lesnar. I don't actually like him. Um, Do you not? No, I'm not keen. But what I will say is, he's an amazing bad guy. As in, like, you want him to lose. I, I wanted him to lose, but in the back of my head, it, I, I did think it doesn't make business sense for him to lose. And I still think, potentially, they made a mistake. I mean, you know, I've heard yeah. the reasons why, but I still think you injure John Cena, you give John Cena a few months off, and then you have the money come, you know, you have him dominate WWE now and again, or whatever, and then you have him come, John Cena come back at SummerSlam and beat Brock Lesnar. Having said that, Brock yeah. Lesnar does, uh, does have, I think... In his contract, I believe it's 24 dates he can turn up for. You know, 24, you know, uh, appearances in his, one, I, in his I, contract. I, I read it was closer to 35. Ah. Well, I mean, they've used, a, they've, they've used a fair few at the moment. And obviously, yeah. we'll, we'll be getting to Raw in a minute um, and to what's going to happen there. But five stars for this match? Probably, yeah. I mean, it was it was a match that it was very brutal. Most, but... Probably the most brutal match I've seen in years. In WWE, and it was impressive that they that they were able to have a match that, as you say, was incredibly brutal for the WWE, and they barely used weapons at all. Yes, um, yeah, interesting ending, um, and yeah, I mean, Brock Lesnar basically came off better, even though he lost. Yes, he, you felt he did more damage to John Cena than the other way round. Oh, totally. It's a bit like you know he he. Uh, he lost the battle but won the war kind of thing in that match, so to speak, you know? That sort of thing, yeah. But, but because of that, I still can't work out... Like I say, if John Cena is going to piss off after Over the Limit for a while, why have him win? I don't get it. I understand. Or, I think the only way you have him win would have been 
him going home in a stretcher after winning. If you really had to have John Cena win, but that's kind of almost like him losing anyway. But if you really wanted to have John Cena pinning Brock Lesnar, I think that would have been the way to do it, especially if John Cena goes after Over the Limit. Because he mentioned in his promo he's going to take a holiday, and obviously they changed their minds uh, 24 hours later. Indeed, very true. Well, no, I I forgot what I was going to say now. Did it involve oysters? Yes, how do you know? Mind reader. Yeah, that's what I do. What are you thinking about now? Is it bourbon creams? Mm, and a cup of tea. No. Um, <laughs> so, you've got that. You've got John Cena. Yes, John Cena managed to win it in the end. Barely, by the skin of his bottom. And uh, basically, as, as you say, it was a great match. It was, it was a match that rounded off that pay-per-view beautifully. Because it wasn't a case of, oh, Jericho's punk was great. Can we follow this? They did follow it. And maybe even exceeded it it was a great match yeah and, and i think this match stands in itself i mean i, I would i would have happily had the, i would have happily seen that at, at the main event of nexus wrestlemania as well that that type of match as well you know yeah i go with that yeah it stands up there strong um so five stars on to raw and it's a match that would mind seeing again sometime as you say no exactly i mean i'm probably, i might be buying the dvd um yeah so, on to raw starring brock lesnar Yes, indeed, that was quite funny. <laughs> it was quite funny. Um, what did you think about about him? You know, Brock Lesnar coming out and then the whole Triple H thing, and then Brock Lesnar obviously uh, leaving. Well, I thought it was a bit weird to have Lesnar dominate Triple H as much as he did. You see what I mean? But at the same time, I thought it was a good start to the show, a very good start to the show. It was. It's just. It's just such a shame that John Laurinaitis didn't get his ass kicked. He will. I don't oh, think. I, I don't think he'll be over the limit personally. But well, Laurelitis. Mm. Hmm. I mean, it's him versus John Cena, isn't it? Over the limit. It is, yes. But why don't you think he'll be there? Oh no, he will. But there's gonna. You, you just know someone's gonna come out and help Laurelitis, don't you? Oh, someone will surely. But I thought he meant there's gonna be some bullshit and someone else does the match for him. Oh no, no, no. Ah, I see. That's different then. I mean, when they first... It was kind of cool the way they did it. When they, it got to the main event, they brought a Lord Tensor side, and I thought, really? Oh, God. And that happened when I, went, uh, when I went to Raw, that happened as well. The worst match from Raw was that match, and it, ki- it nearly killed the crowd until, you know, the other one. The other one? Until, sorry, um, like the, the dark match, which just involved loads of wrestlers. But that oh, I see. What was the dark match? Uh, Jericho versus CM Punk and then there was a DQ and then loads of wrestlers joined in well it's sort of schmoz as they call it yeah yeah. cool but yeah Lord Tensai I'm, Albert I always thought was pretty good mm-hmm. I think this gimmick is strange because he doesn't sound Japanese at all no, no. Oh, when he speaks Mike, Japanese Mike warning the echo's back the echo is back it is? It's, it's... Yeah. This is getting pretty weird, isn't it? I know. I don't uh, understand either. We need... A, what we need is, is some of the WW pod elves to come in. Yeah, our little technical staff. And see if they can tighten some bolts. Definitely. Hmm. 
Would you like to be part of the WW Pod else? Email us at wwpodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at wwpod or visit us at the website. Exactly. Two seconds. So, I'm going to quickly pause it and uh, okay. see if we can fix it. Um, okay, we're back. Sort out the problems. We're talking uh, Brock Lesnar at Triple H. Yes, we are. Main event. Yes, we are. Probably at SummerSlam, I'd imagine. Um, that Brock would make a lot of sense. He's gone home now, so I'd imagine we probably won't see him for a month or two. What do you reckon? Do you reckon it'll be that long? I, I, I don't think we'll see him before the next pay-per-view. Based on the deal he's got, as you said earlier, that would make sense, yes. I suppose it would, yeah. And if he's, gonna make, if he's got these limited appearances, I think we'll probably see him. Mm-hmm. SummerSlam. Maybe on the like, yes. couple of before, though, to build it up. Yeah, um, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, or maybe what we could see, because as I say, 35 appearances, it's not a lot, but it's not that bad. I mean, when you think when you think about it, you have what fifty? You have fifty-two roars a year, mm-hmm. and then about fourteen pay-per-views. Is it now? So, so sixty-six. So thirty-five out of sixty-six. It's not terrible. If you if you see what I mean, no, no, no. it's not. So what we could have is maybe maybe because everything. If I've got this right, the pay-per-view before. SummerSlam will be money at the bank. Perhaps he'll appear then and attack uh, Trips. Possibly. Are you brushing your teeth then? That's no, I was just moving the mouse uh, left and right. Um, it's like you were brushing your teeth, which is something I should probably do one day. Try it. Uh, yeah. Is it nice? Lovely. Oh, fair enough. Speaking of such things, you know how when you brush your teeth it freshens your breath, obviously? Yes. I just opened a packet of WWE mints. Bloody hell. I know. What kind of a mark am I? I think my, my brother bought these ages ago and I've never opened them. It's basically the box is the buckle of the WWE Championship belt. Amazing. I know. It says WWE Champ and then in the, in the plate where the wrestler's name is, it says mints. And I open them and they're fairly big mints. But there's one problem. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I don't eat mints very often. So we'll like some. Yes, please. Okay, I'll send one over now. Excellent. Thank you very much. Via email. I'll find a way. Find a way. Well, I, I can send Lord Tensai round to, uh, to deliver them. Uh, yes, Lord Tensai. Um, what do you think at the moment? Of Lord Tensai? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Uh, he's, I don't know. He, he, it's... He's perfectly fine in the ring, but it just all seems feels a bit average at the moment. So I guess I'd say thumbs in the middle on that score. But yeah, he's just kind of like like I said before. Albert, I've always thought was pretty cool, was pretty good. Even A Train was. Yeah, but he was he was always a mid carder, really, wasn't he? As Albert. Pretty much, yeah. And I, um, the fact that he can't, he doesn't really talk. Obviously, I think is what stopped him from being anything bigger than Mintard, personally. But so the same, so they've brought him back, and now the way to get him into the main event is to have him speak Japanese in his American accent, mm. and a manager that does sod all. Yeah, I mean, he looks just like a fat shredder from Turtles. He does look like a fat shredder, actually. Yeah, a fat, a fat Kevin Nash shredder. A fat Kevin Nash shredder. Yeah, 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 I don't know. I don't. 
yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. We'll see where it goes. Um, I think the fact that you're not sure what to say kind of sums him up. Well, yeah, I mean, I, think I can only compare him. The last time they did something similar, I think the big problem yeah. is they brought him in and you've got Ryback on the other channel. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you've brought in Brock Lesnar, who's basically a much better version of both. So basically you've got three killers, basically. Yeah, doing the same gimmick almost. Let's be honest. You know, I mean, and I think the last time they did something like that and it and it was successful was probably Umaga. Yes, that's true. But I felt I felt Umaga was more over this time, you know, after like four or five weeks after his debut than um, either Ryback or this other bloke. And I think part of that, though, was because of the manager, probably. My name is Armando, etc. Yes, I mean... I thought Umaga was great. Personally. I thought he was really good. He was a very good wrestler. The gimmick was obviously a bit cartoonish, but because he really went for it, it worked. You know. Yeah, and I do think when he his when him and his manager parted, there wasn't really any storyline. His manager just left. I think that really hurt Umaga, and he just was mid card until the day he left. Really, after that, wasn't he? I can't really remember to be honest. But I remember, I remember his, because it was uh, um, Armando Alejandro Estrada, wasn't it, his, his, his boss, yeah. his manager. And he, for some reason, became the general manager of ECW. Very strange. It was a bit. I mean, yeah. it, it was kind of, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, that kind of thing. Exactly. And Umaga peaked, if you remember that. He had New, New Year's Revolution where, with his first loss to John Cena, which was a quick flash pin. Then they had the last band standing at Royal Rumble, which was the match of the night and one of the, you know, one of the sub- more solid matches that year. Where last band standing where John Cena actually uh, took the ring ropes off and actually yeah. used the ring ropes, yeah, to, to choke him out, which was brilliant. Which I think didn't hurt Umaga at all, losing that match, because, you know, he, um, of what it took to, to get him. And then he... Um, but like uh, semi main evented WrestleMania with the um, him versus Bobby Lashley feud. He um, was a guy you could put in any spot and he would have made it work. Yeah, he had a fantastic matches, I remember, against Jeff Hardy as well. Oh, yeah, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, and, and obviously, the, uh, yeah, and then once he left his manager and stuff, because he didn't have a mouthpiece, it, that I felt really hurt him. And then I think after, after that, he went nowhere, then he was obviously gone from WWE and then. Obviously, you know, the worst happened, unfortunately. Um, of course. So based on that, Lord Tensai, I think the either let him talk... The, to be honest, I think the whole Japanese gimmick is kind of... It's not the best, because at some point, if they're serious about him becoming a top guy, at some point, he's going to have to talk. He, he spoke on the Raw in England about three words, like your greatest bat of fear, like a sentence, and that was it. Oh, yeah. But still, I mean, yeah, you're right. He needs to talk. I mean, I don't know. I think he, they just label him with the wrong gimmick. I mean, it's good that he's got a manager. I think that always helps. But yeah, Japanese... But the manager, the manager isn't doing anything. No. I think you're much better off making him like um, an early Sabu character in ECW, if you remember. When he, when he was chained up, coming to the ring as an animal. Oh, that sort of thing. And then have a manager there. Yeah, a bit like more, you know, a bit like and have a manager there as, as his mouthpiece. I mean, that would, I think, maybe create more impact. I don't know, but... I'm 
would quite enjoy that because we haven't seen that, as you say, since really Sabu around 93, 94. So the idea of this caged beast, and yeah, that would work better. Well, there you go then. That would work better, doesn't it? Once again, Mike and James, um, uh, within, within solve, a few minutes. Solve the booking problems in about half an hour. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, talking about well, it. Speaking of booking problems. Oh, yes. TNA. Right, quickly, lockdown. Um, what, you know what? You build up a whole pay-per-view, and let's be honest, right? Wrestling's fake. Predetermined, you know the winner. You book your second biggest pay per view of the year after Bound for Glory. We've got a six month in the wait in, in the waiting match. James Storm versus Robert Roode, the champion, and you have Robert Roode win. Basically, every off. fan that bought it was expecting, including me, James Storm winning in his hometown. It, sh- it, was, it was the it was the finish that made sense. And then, if I'll be honest with you, I don't like short title reigns, but Indeed. Go with James Storm, and if you if you're not happy, just make him lose it in the next pay per view. But you've still had that money moment, that WrestleMania type moment, obviously in TNA, you know, for your seven thousand people that buy the pay per view. Um, yes, please. Yeah, uh, and they, you know what? ECW's, uh, I believe ECW's lowest bought pay per view is forty thousand. Really? Yeah, apparently, yeah, thirty to forty thousand, and their highest was ninety nine thousand, and that pisses all over TNA. This was ECW, Mike. God, that's bad. Yes. Um, anyway, maybe, uh, I, uh, was, uh, was that a bit of a cheap shot? But no, never mind. Um, but it yeah. was a bit, it was, well, it was maybe, uh, did EC, so ECW only ever got about 100,000 buys? That was the most they've ever got, I think, yeah. But, and, but, that, and which this... is more than TNA, I think, have ever got. I don't think they've got over 100,000. They've, I think their highest might have been 70 or 80 in the Samoa Joker no, angle the... days. But this bizarre thing, TNA and ECW's ratings are probably fairly similar. Mm-hmm. And yet TNA can't sell it to fucking anyone. Yep. God almighty. Bruce Pritchard. Yes. I hope he, he's helped. I think he's helping the company, uh, some of the damage that was left in the wake of Russo. But I don't think he's quite turning it round. Maybe it's too soon to say. It probably is. Probably yeah, Probably, yeah. I mean, it's, it's Bobby, Bobby Roode as champion, fine. James Storms as a top contender, yes. Jeff Hardy, no. Uh, Rob Van Dam, yes. Kurt Angle, he's a bit old now, but he's still fantastic. Uh, but at the same time, there's still things that make me think okie dokie. Like barely an X Division and Matt Morgan. <laughs> Why? Fucking why? I know, I know. It's just a joke, and uh, yeah, I mean, well, it goes to show, you know, the match, uh, the pay per view seemed to be set around James Storm winning, and he didn't. Um, so what there else you go. happened on the? And the problem what being, else the... Uh, oh, no, go on, go. On. The problem being, they do that, and they, it is, it, it was almost like you're screwing the fans. It feels, yeah, you do that when it comes to their next big match, of Bound for Glory. People are going to think, no, I don't know if I'm going to buy it because they'll fuck me over again. That's what a lot of people must be thinking. It's a bit like, as you say, maybe Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, again, in terms of Joe's title reign. It just happened later than, than it felt right. You just know like I mean? Jeff Hardy, a year too late, isn't it, really? And that's a whole year. We're not talking pay-per-views. Both of them, I felt, happened a year too late. 
those championship rings. Yeah. Yeah. And now with Bobby Roode and James Storm, we may be in a situation where it's just a few months late, and because of that, the bloom is off the road. Yeah. I mean, you say a few months late, but why? What would I don't see any sense of what stopped them doing it a lockdown and not one of their pay-per-views where they'll get even less buys. Well, uh, the only thinking I the other I can come up with is if they want to do it at Slammiversary. Okay, potentially. Exactly. I mean, that's their tenth birthday, so that is a huge show. In theory. <laughs> yeah. Um, comma. In theory. Dot. 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 Indeed. But if, if, if they had Storm win it then, that would be pretty huge. Yes, it would be. It would be. You're right. Uh, try not to die. No, I'm good now. Right. Hiccups. What? Hiccups. Oh, hiccups. Well, why didn't you say so, Jarvis? If James has got hiccups, and out there at all of the viewing several, we need to do something to help our friendly, lovable James. Now then, James, when you get the hiccups, is there anything you do to try and shift them, or do you just let them kind of go their way as they do? Pardon me? Bollocks. Uh, when, you, when you have the hiccups, yeah. do you tend to just let them go of their own accord, or is there stuff you do to try and shift them? Um, they're gone now. Um, I scare myself. Oh, do you? How do you scare yourself? James? Um, by reading things Dixie Carter said. <laughs> There's something about Dixie Carter... Did, did, did you want me to read what I've just read? Oh, please do, please. Interview, Dixie Carter, um, I don't know who she's talking to, on Garrett yeah. Bischoff. Okay, a bit of power. He's a very talented... Very, no, sorry. He's a very, very talented kid. I told him from the beginning, look, you're going to have to be better than the next guy because people are going to be obviously more critical of you than uh, they would any, anyone else, basically. And I think because of that, it's really difficult position to be in. And I respect his guts because it does take a lot, quite honestly, to be able to face that and all these critics. But the kid's yeah. got talent. He really, really does. Just like the others, he's been cycled into a storyline and uh, there's ebbs and flows to kind of people. But he's no different than a Crimson who's on a great winning streak or a Magnus. There's a handful of other guys that have uh, been trying to break through and I think it's unjust to give him that criticism when no one is saying that about Gunner or a Crimson or a Magnus and his in-ring abilities are equal to those guys. So his, his, so she's saying that he's as good as Gunner, Crimson and Magnus mm-hmm. but she's also being a bit critical maybe when I, oh, but she's saying that people take the piss out of Garrett, but they don't take the piss out of Crimson, Gunner, or Magnus. Yes. I will gladly take the piss out of Gunner, Crimson, and Magnus, if that's what she wants. Gunner is a tattooed crap bag. Crimson... <laughs> Crimson is... Uh, 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 yeah. Magnus is all right. But I, I will still put my hands up, though, Mike, and say Garrett Bischoff is still the worst out of all those wrestlers mentioned. He hasn't shown us anything yet, has he? Considering the amount he's been booked, as a main eventer, he really hasn't shown us much. And, yeah, because he's Bischoff's son, what they're trying to get him over... I've, I, it pisses me off. I mean, he won the match, didn't he, at, at lockdown, the first match. Yes, he did, yeah. It pissed me off, yeah? yeah. Okay. I'm going to pay my dues. I'm going to be the first, first one in. 
They, this guy should be a heel, for goodness sake. He's a money-making heel. Fair enough, he might have go away here for some people, but he should be a heel. People would love to see him get his ass kicked. It's people true. were booing him, the good guy, you know, against the heels in the company. And it wasn't like a Daniel Bryan thing, you know, where they're there cheering and where they should boo. Yeah. They're booing him because, you know, fuck off. Fuck off, Garrett Bischoff. You know, I mean, I can understand more than John Cena why people, you know, think this guy has just come in and he's been handed, like, the cake. He's been handed everything. He's having his cake and eating it. And it's not necessarily his fault. I can understand, as a dad, Eric Bischoff wants to make his son successful. But no, you don't push him as a face. They've even teamed him up with Hulk Hogan and you still get booze. And you cannot understand. Oh, fuck you, TNA. Anyway, that's it. Hello? Hi. Sorry. Uh, yeah, but with Garrett Bischoff, <laughs> let's be fucking honest. He gets booed because he's. it's, it's kind of like when the rock started in a weird way. If you shove him down our throats, it's not going to work. You can only shove a wrestler down our throats if he's got the talent to back it up. And so far, Garrett Bischoff, don't. No, and I would argue he needs more talent to back it up because of who he is, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, yes. And also, I personally think, and I imagine a lot of people will share this view, that because, you know, heels obviously tend to rest slower and simpler because they're using the character to get over and they need to control the pace of matches. Whereas good guys have the exciting flurries. If you're not good enough yet to have an exciting flurry, keep him as a fucking heel, you know? Agreed. I'm with you completely on that. Not just because it would be easy because you can associate him with Bischoff, not just because he's not over with the fans yet, but because I don't think he's good enough to play a face yet in the ring. You know? I know. And that's my two cents on Garrett Bischoff. Now, you also... What else happened on the pay-per-view? There were a few matches, and that was it, I think. Did Kurt Angle have sex with a walrus or something? He actually had a really good match with Jeff Hardy. Ah, good. There, we've got some positivity. Brilliant. Go on. Um, yeah, it was a sort of good, solid match. Probably one of the better matches on the card. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Hardy won um, by doing oh, a crazy dive off the top of the cage. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Um, interestingly, this is the same Kurt Angle who two or three days before said he was too injured to uh, try do a tryout for the Olympics. Oh, well. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there you go. It, it, it was a solid match. It wasn't really bad pay for you, apart from it left the sour taste at the beginning. It was bookended by uh, bad booking, I think, really. Bookended by bad booking. Yeah, the first and the last match. Yeah, I mean, that's good you know, to me. Yeah. If, if that makes any sense. I mean, yeah, the right guys won in the first match, I guess. The good guys. Eric Bischoff is gone. Um, I don't really care, either way. Um, I would have rather Gat Bischoff gone, but never mind. Um I've always liked Eric Bischoff, but, you know, I've always liked Eric Bischoff. I don't see why everybody hates him. Uh, I, for me, I, I, don't, I don't dislike him. It's apathy, really, in TNA. I thought he was a very good heel in WWE. 
Yes, it was great. Um, I mean, I just don't get it. I mean, in WCW, he took a company that was losing something like $5 million a year, turned it round to the point where it was making a few million a year, then he was given the big checkbook, and then WCW went huge. If WCW had never been huge, you know, the business would be completely different. You probably would. There would never have been an Attitude Era. There would never have been Steve Austin. There never would have been The Rock. Arguably, there wouldn't have been a TNA. Arguably, because the business just would have been different. All these things that Eric Bischoff, one way or another, had a hand in, and yet the guy still gets booed and hated. I don't really understand. I've never understood it. <laughs> no, nor do I. Nor do I. You make a very good point, and uh, I think you make a. I mean, you make a very good argument. A lot of people don't like the guy, but I don't think anyone can disagree with that. What you what you've just said. I mean, TNA are a prime example of a company where they've also been given quite a big checkbook, and they're still fucking it up. At least Bischoff was a success. But that's what's so annoying. They're messing it up when, when I think it's. It, it's not hard to book interesting storylines. It's not hard to book the right winner. It's not hard, you know, to, to, to make sensible decisions. And they seem... Let's be honest, Mike. If you... Yeah. If you if they sent you in as a manager and they said, make, get TNA out of business, right? I don't... I can't see how much differently you'd have done to what TNA are doing now, if that makes sense, you know? It would be... You wouldn't have to change a hell of a lot, in a way. You just have to wait. Yeah. And, I mean, I keep keep saying, Mike, and I've asked you this before, I'll ask you it again. Yes. Each time you look at the internet, and you look at your favourite wrestling news site, or whatever, would you be surprised if you get a TNA is out of business? Or uh, Spike is... Obviously, they're signed until you do. Or, you know, the power company behind TNA basically has pulled the plug. Or Spike has cancelled TNA. Would you be surprised? Although I'd be very sad. I would too. And I don't want it to happen. Of course. Neither of us want it to happen. But, yeah, I wouldn't be that shocked. It's become stagnant. I think that's a good word for it. I mean, I've said in the past I would be surprised. But these days I'm not sure it would be because it's become kind of the same. It's almost at the point where you're used to the bad decisions. You're used to the fact that one of their top title contenders is Bully Ray. You're mm. used to the fact that the X Division has been swept under the carpet. You are used to the fact that the only reason to watch that show is Velvet Sky. <laughs> Although, didn't she win the, the lady belt? I thought Gal Kim won it again. I can't remember. Um, I had no idea that Velvet Sky won, but I don't remember. And then Madison Rain exploded or something. Anyway, we need to talk about something perkier. We shouldn't have a moany fest show. This is a this is WWE pod, as we've said, is doing is doing well. It's doing great right now, you know. So we need to have something perky. Now let's think about it, right? The WWE right now has got Lesnar back, mm-hmm. which is great. Rock is sort of back at some point, God knows when. John Cena, we don't know. I mean, I'm I'm feeling fairly positive about WWE right now. I mean, what do you think of WWE right now? Um, 
I thought the build up to WrestleMania was good. I thought WrestleMania did not disappoint. This pay per view is, for me actually, probably the best one of the year so far in terms of match quality. I agree. I agree. And we've got Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk at the next pay per view. What's not to like? What's not to like? It's looking good. It is looking good, isn't it? I mean, we could moan about TNA all day, but fortunately, and I don't want to sound like a mark for WWE, but there's better stuff on the other channel. Well, that's the problem, Mike. 2005-2006, we'll be saying the other way around. We would, we would. 2005-2006, TNA was looking shit hot. Yeah, and WWE wasn't looking bad, it just it was TNA was more interesting. And it was fresh and different. Whereas these days, it seems to be a case of... You know what? Actually, I'll tell you who I wish was still in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Who I, I... I would like to see Mr. Kennedy still in the WWE. I was going to say that too. I actually bought an asshole hat the other day. <laughs> I was at a wrestling show that I was... That I, that I did the manager stuff. And I bought an arsehole hat for a fiver. How cool is that? That is cool. Not bad, is it? That is not bad at all, Mike. It's not bad at all. Arsehole hat for a fiver. It was weird buying a DVD of myself, as in the show that I was on, cost me more than the hat. And you know what's really weird, right? I bought, I don't, you know, I bought a DVD of, of, of the show I was on. Yeah. And... The, the the price had gone up a bit, and I was like, "Oh, fair enough." But why is that? They said, "Well, now we have more professional production on it, and also we have commentary." I'm the commentator. <laughs> I am one of the commentators. I was paying more for myself. I I, I don't think <laughs> I was paying more for myself. What a line, Mike! How weird is that? That is very strange. It's a very strange thing. I mean, I love the company. I love the guys who work there. You know, so What's I... the company I again? RNV Wrestling. RNV. So I'm not going to bash him at all, but I just found that very odd. I'm paying more for this DVD because I'm doing more on it. Well, there you go. I didn't quite get it. I mean, obviously I don't commentate on my own. The guys who work with are really cool. But it was just... Wah! Odd. Odd. Fortunately... They did let me do something quite fun at the last at the last show. Oh yeah. Their last show was supposed to be sort of their mania show, and it's the, obviously that that time of year. And I I went out in front of everyone and said, as it's our WrestleMania, WrestleMania always starts with a national anthem. So I've written my RNV Wrestling national anthem, <laughs> which I wrote the previous night. And I basically wrote a song about all of the kids in the audience not knowing who their dad is and living in council flats. Oh dear. And sung this to seven-year-olds. I showed this to someone not long afterwards and her eyes just bulged out of her head. (laughs) You're singing this to kids? Yes, I am. (laughs) And it's fun. Oh, Mike. Oh, me. Oh, oh Mike. My. Yes, but I'm good at it. I, I know you are. <laughs> well, you actually, you haven't been to all the R&B ones yet. You've got to come down, man. 
Um, dude, when, when I've got a spare moment, I definitely will. Yay. And when it comes to wrestling as a whole, right? Yeah. If you've got WWE looking pretty good, TNA, the less said about that, the better. I don't know an awful lot about Ring of Honor myself. I know so all about what's happening in Japan. But there is one thing that, uh, of course, you know, you've got, as you alluded to earlier, Cena versus John Laurinaitis at Over the Limit, right? Yeah. Now, John, I, I was sort of, I knew this would happen at some point in my head, because obviously Laurinaitis is a former wrestler, and he, he seems to still be in reasonable condition, and he's not that old. No, he's not. No, he's not. But it's like, although he did really well, in, he did pretty well in Japan, the most he ever did was he was a multi-time tag... Oh, hello. Oh, that's my text message. Text message. Oh, okay. Hold on. The most he ever did is he was a multi-time tag team champion. I can't help but wonder what he's going to be like. You know what I mean? Yeah, it'd be interesting. It will be interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, what is strange is it, it shows the power of character. Even though John Laurinaitis is a former wrestler, if we were talking Cena versus McMahon, I'd be more excited. Because that shows the power of character, you know? Think about that, kid. There you go. <laughs> so... Other than that, anything to say to the fans before we sign off? Because the Echo's anything back. Anything to say to the fans before we sign off? The Echo's back well. and I give up. Sorry? I said anything to say to our fans because the Echo's back and I give up. Oh, bollocks, really? Yeah. Is it just you that's echoey or me as well? No, just me. I can, I can hear you through me. No, never mind. What? I give up. I've, I've given up, Mike. I've given up. I, you can hear me through you? Never mind. I can't explain it, but there's an echo. There's an echo. Mm-hmm. Right. If there's an echo, I but not for ma- you, just me. Just me. Oh, as in so just me, as in me, not you. You, not me. You. Yeah. So does that mean the fans can hear you twice? Yes. If they can hear you twice, what am I doing? You're talking. You think- am I? <laughs> yes. Hang on, there's three, there's three of us? Yes. How, two you and one me. Mm-hmm. Right. So, 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 which one of you am I talking to? Me. Oh, okay, fine. The one you hear first. But you, you can't hear the echo, that, but I can. It, like, it's a bit like me talking to a wall and it bounces back. Like about half. So there's a, a second. Sec- ah. Sorry. Right. So, so there's a second view that I can't hear. Yes. Are you sure you've not just gone mental? Fine. Anything else in the face. Guys, as me and Jason were talking earlier on, we've had some amazing, uh, I guess, ratings, for lack of uh, the well, uh, download numbers recently. We've been doing great. And it's so cool that you guys you know, listen to us swearing and rambling and moaning a bit and whatever. And it kind of makes you wonder this. Um... In a few days' time, I'm not going to get all political and weird. I, I'm not really into politics. In a few days' time, there's some elections here in London. Uh, but who's going to be the mayor of London? 
And it makes you think of something. In wrestling, as I mentioned, what's really important is character. However, oh, he's off again. <laughs> Journey back through time. However, character doesn't mean you're necessarily brilliant in the ring. In the like weirdy political world, you get people who are utter morons who don't know how to talk. But that doesn't mean they can't handle all the big decisions when they're in their version of the ring, if you see what I mean. If he's making it. It's like Boris Johnson, right, this British politician, is hilarious, and that's why a lot of people vote for him. But that doesn't stop the fact he's a good politician. I'm not saying vote for him or Ken or anyone else, because I really couldn't give a shit. But basically, what I'm getting at is this. When you look at wrestling, right, Dolph Ziggler is a decent talker. He's fantastic in the ring. Jack Swagger is brilliant and is excellent in the ring. He's a woeful talker, right? So it's kind of all about the whole package. Or maybe, does it say that we should look between the lines more when it comes to wrestling and when it comes to life? All I'm getting at is this. If you look at something that's really well packaged, like an Ultimate Warrior, for example, right? If you look at something in life that looks pretty, a beautiful building, a beautiful girl, a beautiful guy, whatever, that doesn't mean that inside they are the total package. What I'm getting at is this. If you look at something that looks like crap, that smells a bit weird, whatever it is, say it's a food dish, that doesn't mean it doesn't taste brilliant. So what I'm saying is, is this. Same as with wrestling, the same as with life. If you want to know if something is really good, is really worth having. Is really worth loving and keeping an eye on. Read between the lines. Don't worry about exterior. And I'm not just saying this when it comes to relationships or anything. But don't worry about any of that stuff. Worry about what's inside them. You can make your own jokes about that. Worry about what's inside them. Because what is important is when they're in the ring... And they're doing what they do best. I've been with people, relationship-wise, friend-wise, job-wise, who look as if they're going to be a bit weird, and then they turn out to be brilliant. So what I'm saying is this. Forget the exterior. Always, always look within. And maybe, just maybe, you'll find exactly what you're after, whether you knew you needed it or not. Ladies and gentlemen, that was my vague point. This was our delightfully unvague show. See you later on. James, will we be back next week? Mm-hmm. Yes! 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 Good night.